You're listening to a Crossroads original podcast. Well, we conclude our four-part Bible study series on the book of Philippians, living in community, living a generous life, living with confidence, and we end with living out your faith in a very practical way. Join us. That's coming up. From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, season eight, episode number 32. Welcome back to See Here Love, and you have caught us on the fourth chapter, the fourth show, the fourth episode. What else are going to say about four of our four part series of our conversation about the book of Philippians? Alita, Krista, welcome back. Oh, thank you for having us. We yeah, have made it. Here. We yes. have made it the distance. We have run the it. distance. We have, we have achieved our goal. I don't know. I'm just yes. trying to be really, yeah. you know, but we have gone through. Chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Now we're on chapter four. We have talked about living in community, living a generous life, living with confidence so much. And we have gone through the study guide, done application. We have done it all. And I am so encouraged because I've been hearing so many great things from our viewers and listeners about how this study has encouraged them. Mm -hmm. That they have something very practical in front of them that they can work on on their own. They've listened to us and learned a few things and made notes. And then they're actually actively applying the things that they've heard us say to their lives. Mm-hmm. How encouraging is that? So awesome. And, and we've talked about how it is so important for us to get back into the scripture. Right. To yeah. get to know Jesus more. Yeah. And so I'm really, really excited. Highlight from your time so far the past three weeks, Alita. Oh, gosh. I have loved selfishly hearing the wisdom that you two have brought to the mm-hmm. table each week, hearing stories. I feel like I know you both a little better mm-hmm. more. And that's my hope for the people listening as well and, and tuning in that they're able to not just read scripture on their own, but with other people and mm-hmm. hear other people's stories. There's something really beautiful about that. So I've loved the study itself, mm-hmm. but selfishly beyond that, I've just loved getting to spend this <laughs> you can time be with selfish. y'all. You can just be selfish. Getting to spend this time with y'all has been, has been wonderful. So. Thank you. It's been great having you here as well. Thank you. And Krista, what about for you? Well, I think it would, I think about what we talked about last week and this thing of community and uh, confidence that we gain from being in the community, Hmm. Um, the confidence that we gain by living generously. I just see this thread running through the entire book where no Mm. one chapter is a standalone. That's right. They're all interconnected. Mm -hmm. And Paul is giving this beautiful treatise, this beautiful letter to these people who he loves. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's been written for me. And there Mm. were things that just stood out for me. And Mm -hmm. this last week, you know, wrestling with this idea of doing and being, Mm. uh, that is a big Mm -hmm. one for me. Mm. It has been my whole life and probably continues to plague me, Mm -hmm. totally honest. Mm -hmm. So that's been so good. It's been- Love doing this with you guys. Yeah, and you know what? I I want to encourage because we've invited, like invite your girlfriends for the conversation Mm -hmm. because I think as we've said every week, that reading scripture and sharing about our faith and how we follow Jesus in our journey should be in community, mm-hmm. yes. should be with the people that you can talk to mm. and and listen and learn together. It should never really be in, in isolation, mm. but it really should be in this way. And so I'm so glad that you know I was able to do this with you, to listen and learn from mm-hmm. the two of 
of you in beautiful downtown Vancouver. Yes, you have a beautiful province here in Canada. I'm just saying. We sure do. Let's get into okay. chapter four. Okay. I know it's about living out your faith. So Alita, I know you have a, a lot of thoughts about this very practical chapter about That's living out your faith. <laughs> right. Well, all good things must come to an end, right? I'm a, I'm a little sad. I, I know. Are you sad? Yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, but this is, I think Paul does a great job of putting a bow on this chapter mm -hmm. or on his letter. Um, and so I just want to highlight really a few things that I've seen. And he, he again, we have to remember, this was like a 10-year-old church. Mm -hmm. So this is around 62 AD. He's known mm -hmm. these people for about 10 years. And so he's giving them not just a, a good advice. Mm -hmm. He's giving them a, a, a handbook, really, for this is how you ought to live out the thing now. Mm -hmm. And so this is, he. I'm just going to list some things that he actually tells them. He tells them uh, to stand firm. He tells them to rejoice, mm -hmm. oh, to yeah. be gentle with one another. He says, don't be anxious. How huge is that? Don't be anxious. Mm -hmm. He says to pray a lot. We've already talked about mm -hmm. that uh, in week one. And then he says, what you think about matters. I'm just summarizing here. Yeah. And we mm -hmm. could talk about any, I think we could probably spend a whole session just talking about each one of these. If yeah. we wanted to, you know, six right. sessions on each one of these. But I just want to talk about two for our time together okay. that stuck out to me. And so the first one was when he says to be gentle with one another. Mm -hmm. Now, we've already talked um, about gentleness a little bit in our time together. But in verse 5, he says this. He says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord mm -hmm. is near. And the implication here is that gentleness is a part of the way that we live out our faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so gentleness is, in essence, a reflection of the character of Jesus Christ. And if you think about him and the stories that we read about him in the Gospels, Jesus was never rough. He was never uh, harsh with people. He dealt um, with people in love and kindness. And, and, and even right now in the way that the Holy Spirit deals with us, it's always gentleness. I love that verse that says his kindness is what leads us to repentance. It's, mm -hmm. It isn't because he's bullying us into anything. Mm -hmm. That's not the way that Jesus mm -hmm. works. It's not the way the Holy Spirit works. He's kind. And I was thinking about that as far as, as we've been talking about community. Mm -hmm. I just wonder, and you can, you know, say what you want to say about this, but I wonder, does the rep, does the church have a reputation for being gentle? Because it says, <laughs> let your gentleness be mm -hmm. evident to all. Is that, I, I mean, I know I, we could probably nuance that a right. little bit, but I'm just not so sure that among the things that are known about us, mm -hmm. is it gentleness? You know, it's a good question because I would say that you know, I grew up where it was about being right and having all the answers. Mm -hmm. So when you're right and having all the answers, it's about proving you're right and being very strong and forceful mm -hmm. that this is the point. Right. So gentleness was never in the conversation or way to be because if I'm trying to prove that I am right and trying to bring you over to my side, then I'm going to be very strong mm -hmm. and commanding and powerful and convincing mm -hmm. to bring you over. Now, and I, and I say that in that growing up there there wasn't i mean my mom and dad were quite gentle and there were people in my life that were followers of jesus that were gentle but the church itself in some regard has not been so gentle mm -hmm. in as we are trying to prove points or trying mm -hmm. to that's good you know and when i say take a stand it's like there's ways to take a stand without being a bully or manipulative but there's ways to be kind 
and gentle and relational. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that's really important that the church has to remember, it's about relationship. That's it's about right. others. Mm -hmm. It's about loving God and loving others. That's right. And how do we love? Golden rule, is, yeah. yeah. Is it about like, my way right. or the highway and I'm going to pound right. it into you so that you know? Right. Or is it, watch me, I'm with you, I'm going to show up, I'll be present with you, we're going to journey together, you're going to trust me, we're going to learn and love together, right. and then we may get there. Right. And if we don't get there, then, you know, we don't get there, but we love one another. So right. I think that's a big thing. It's a good question because it's it's something I've had to learn because mm -hmm. I've learned the way of trying to force my way because I have a very right. strong personality. I'm very extroverted. I'm very much. Right. But the gentleness and kindness is a big a big thing that even for myself I've had to learn oh, in my own so life. Interesting, Mel, as you talk about that, it makes me remember, it makes me go back to what we looked at in the last last week, where the doing and the being mm -hmm. piece. Mm -hmm. So when you show up with gentleness so that it's evident to all, and, and then I love how he says, like, the Lord is near. Yeah. Don't forget. Don't yeah. Forget. Comma, pause, and yeah. Lord is yeah. Right. The kind of gentleness is not about doing. It's being. Mm -hmm. It's your demeanor. It's mm -hmm. how you are showing up in people's lives and caring for them, remembering mm -hmm. from chapter two that Jesus died for them, that Jesus laid himself mm -hmm. down and became humble unto death. Like, it's almost as if we see a synopsis in this chapter of everything he's already right. laid out That's for true. us. And we get, it's it's our cue for mm -hmm. how we are to be. Yeah. And I love that. I heard this TED Talk recently, and I wish I could remember who the speaker was, but they asked a very great question. They said, are we living primarily to build our resumes or to build our eulogies? In other words, wow. um, mm -hmm. are we building for the end of the thing? Or do we just care about what's happening right now? Like, do we, are we, are we building, do we care about what's going to be said of us at the end of our lives? Mm -hmm. What our children are going to say of us, what our spouses, what mm -hmm. our friends will say of us, like who we were. Again, it is a lot of that being and yeah. doing. So I think the thing that we have to ask ourselves is what do we want to be known for? Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to say about this, Krista? Well, I'm going to tell you that that's a daily question. It's like a question I have to ask myself every time my feet hit the floor in mm -hmm. the morning. What do I want to be known for today? Because it requires a recalibration every mm -hmm. day. And at different seasons in your life, mm -hmm. it might be different things. Some of us are going through a season of caring for parents. Some of us are going through mm -hmm. a season of, you know, cranky teenagers. Some of us are going through a season of you know a career change um, in all of these different circumstances that God brings into our life we need to go what do I want to be known for today what and, and it's a very good question and I think gentleness is one of those things that would be a wonderful thing to be known for mm -hmm. yes yeah you know I would say that for me I want to be known like the show that I saw people I heard people yeah. and I love them deeply mm, straight up like I think it's I just that that I really saw people for who they are, that I heard them yeah. and their story and their life. And I loved, like God loves them in all the ways. Mm. And so I think, you know, it's interesting. I've had a number of friends and, and other people that were close to friends of mine pass away. And I've been fascinated, I'll mm. be honest, reading obituaries. Mm. And it's really interesting, the people who were about people, it's all about people. And there's other obituaries that are all about what they did. Mm. And it's very telling on the end of life 
and, and the priorities of the people who passed away or what people wrote about them on what and who they were. Yeah. And I was reading some obituaries. I'm like, I hope it's about my love for people, that I amplified voices to share story, that I love Jesus while I love my family. And mm. it's all about relationship. Yeah. So I hope that I know so about loving yeah. people I love that. and relationships. Yeah. Thank you. And what about you? Well, I mean, gosh, it's like you said, gentleness is a great thing mm -hmm. to aspire to. I don't naturally think of myself. I don't think that that's a descriptive word I would use of myself. Mm -hmm. I wish it were. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's one of those things to aim for and to say, okay, I see that this is something that we're called to, we're commanded to do. Mm -hmm. And so, and if this is actually a reflection of the way we live out our faith and live out our faith in Jesus, then I don't really have a choice. This is an obedience issue here. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things I'm working on. Okay. There you go. Um, and then I just want to, before we, before we wrap up, I just want to highlight that Paul goes on in verse 8, and he talks about it's that beautiful line, whatever is true, whatever is noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. And so here's the implication, and it's really simple. It's that mm -hmm. what we think about matters. But the things that we allow our minds to mm -hmm. dwell on and be exposed to matters. Like, what are we reading? What are we watching? Mm -hmm. What are we allowing into our homes? What are we allowing ourselves to meditate on? And all of these things really do have implications for our lives. And so I'm just curious if either one of you can mm -hmm. answer this, but have you noticed the impact of what you dwell on impacting just your day to day? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all I can yeah. say. Oh yeah. I mean, it's when I am not thinking of good and lovely things, I, it, there is a direct correlation to how I respond to Chris hmm. <laughs> and not well, or how I respond to the kids or how I respond to my teens or how I respond about myself. Uh, I see direct correlation. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm not in prayer or really thinking of good things and I'm filling it with all the other stuff, all of my Netflix binges, or all of my dailymail.com entertainment news, and that's filling my brain. Um, there's definitely the outpouring of that stuff in my life and in my right. responses. Right. And so that is a hundred percent. I see that when I am not in this yes, place yes. and I'm in this place. As you were saying that, it reminded me of uh, how it says in the Bible and the scripture is not coming to my mind. Maybe you know it, Krista, mm -hmm. but the mouth speaks what the heart is full of, uh, you know? Yes. And it's just that in our, the, the mind, heart correlation and then mouth correlation too, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? That it's all really just so interconnected and how our mindset impacts well, not just what we do, but also, like you said, what, what we say, the way we treat others and right. how and we are in it community. impacts our faith. Yes. Yes. It impacts our faith when we think about closing this off with understanding, living with faith. There are practices that need to be going on mm -hmm. that take us in the direction of having a deeper, meaningful, impactful relationship with Jesus that is full of faith. It's perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Such great discussion, mm -hmm. Alita and Krista. So good. And I love that we can just share about these things honestly and, and trust one another mm -hmm. with our thoughts. We're going for a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about chapter four, or final chapter of Philippians, and how it will and can apply to our lives. Stay with us. It is deafening. 
The noise of countless voices shouting thousands of messages, challenging values, chafing at history. One cause is overwritten by another, and yet one more, until any chance of unity is lost in the confusion. But there is a timeless clarion voice speaking hope, security, and life. It is God's voice in the Bible, a strong, clear signal in the deafening racket that reveals Christ and extends his invitation to a transformed life of goodness, joy, and peace. The Canadian Bible Society is compelled to make God's voice heard clearly above the noise. All right, we are back with Alita and Krista on our final chapter of our four-part series of our conversation about Philippians. Such rich conversation, compelling and inspiring. And now we need really to talk about how chapter four can be applied to our lives. That's right. You know, what are the practical things that we can, how we can live out our faith? So I do have some questions for you just, and these might be selfish questions that I just would love to have your answers to, but Mm -hmm. I'll start with you, Mel. Mm -hmm. So how do you live out your faith (laughs) as a businesswoman doing what it is that you do Mm -hmm. and you're interacting with lots of different people? Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? Yeah, it's a good question because I am in the Christian world. So it's actually sometimes harder because like we've said before, you kind of like, well, this is the work I do. So... I don't have to, it feels like sometimes I don't have to do the hard work of being thoughtful and, and mm-hmm. intentional and knowing my language and, and, mm. and just being mindful because I'm like, I'm in it. So people know it. Right. And so sometimes I get lazy in, in my language and in the work because mm-hmm. it can happen. Uh, but what I would say is, you know, living out my faith, I think, you know, my husband, Chris and I are really intentional about connecting with our neighbors connecting with people that are different than us, inviting people into Mm. our home that are different than us. It's not easy. It's challenging being with people who don't think like us or are like us, but that's how we do it. I think living out your faith with the same people (laughs) is not living out your faith. It's, Mm. you know, it's it's being safe and insulated, Mm. but living out your faith means actually going out into the world and being Mm. salt and light Mm -hmm. and bringing the presence of Jesus to everybody. That's and great. then not having to put that weight on you that they need to come to Jesus, but then allowing the Holy Spirit to say, you're there, and then they have they are going to make the choice on if they're going to follow me or not. And I've learned that as I've gotten older. Like at mm-hmm. first when I was young, I was like, I need to save everybody. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You need to show up. You need to be in those spaces. You need yeah. to speak the truth when. You need to love. And then the Holy Spirit will really do the rest. And I've seen that over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So that's how I live out my faith. I mean, business-wise, uh, you know, the work I do with See Here Love, the girlfriends I have, the communities I'm a part of, I think, honestly, it's just being my true self. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really deeply love Jesus. I really deeply love people. And so that's when I step into places, anywhere I go, it's always love first. Mm-hmm. And then just praying that I have good connection. You touched on something when you answered that that I really loved that I don't think we've really gotten into, which is you said just staying within your community and living out your faith isn't really living out your faith. So we've talked a lot about community, Mm -hmm. but I love that you're saying that because being in community with people is great, but it's dangerous if we just become this ingrown anemic thing where it's just us Mm -hmm. looking at one another. Real community, does a lot together, we love one another, but then it thrives by going outward into our neighborhoods. And And, hey. And I will say this, inviting, like, you know, we have a neighbor, 
She's wonderful. And I thought, why not invite her to my birthday party? We had singing. We were singing Lean On Me. We had guitar players. We had it all. And then we had toasts. And my friend shared about me. And later she came up to me and she goes, there's a lot of God in here. Mm -hmm. I go, there is there. Are all of these people Christians? And I go, they are. She goes, I have never been in a space like mm, this. And there's cool. definitely wow, beautiful. God in here. Mm. She goes, now I'm not spiritual. Mm. I'm not a Christian. But wow, I can sense this. And that's cool. what we're supposed to be. Like exactly. we go into places, we invite the people, and they find God for themselves a lot right. of times just by being with us. Right. That's oh, that's what I would say I living that. out my faith. That's so mm -hmm. good. What about you, Krista? How are you well, living out your faith? When I first heard you say that, um, I thought about how the problem that I face is that I work in church ministry mm -hmm. and I connect with young pastors and leaders and do leadership development with them and everything is pretty biblically based in my life. Mm -hmm. The classes I teach at my church and all of that. And I'd say that another aspect that we have to watch, and you touched on it, Mel, mm -hmm. is this idea that we live on what we learned yesterday. Mm. We live on what we knew grow growing up. Mm. I know all the language. Mm -hmm. I know where all the verses are. And we can pretty much be uh, really lively on the outside and be kind of dead on the inside. Mm -hmm. I think it's called a whitewashed tomb mm -hmm. somewhere in yeah. the scripture. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's been really important in mm. my life to keep my faith real like mm -hmm. every day it's new every day so one of the practices just on a practical level is that i have taken to talk listening to the bible on an app in my car on my commute hmm. and it and i ca i catch something or something strikes me and it just gives mm -hmm. me a sense of peace that. so that's been a very cool thing on that level of bolstering my personal faith but yes, my faith is actually emboldened and comes alive when I'm able to share Jesus with people. I actually love, uh, a few years ago, I was shopping mm -hmm. and I shared Christ with a woman. It was like retail evangelism. <laughs> the best. <laughs> yeah, and she came to know Jesus wow. and has gone on to um, be a vibrant part of a church community. Wow. And I look at those kinds of moments mm -hmm. and go, it, it was so great to see her come to know Jesus but it bolstered my faith. Yes. Mm -hmm. It gave me a shot of spiritual adrenaline like I can't even tell you. It was like I wanted more of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the challenge that we have in this is that when we talk about building our faith, there's a risk involved in that. Mm -hmm. Paul talks about in here running the race. Uh, you keep going, you don't give up. All of these mm -hmm. kinds of things are activities that actually takes in the direction of knowing Jesus more. Mm -hmm, right. And then, as you pointed out, taking on mm -hmm. some of these attributes that we mm -hmm. see in chapter four mm -hmm. as our own and living them out actually bolsters our faith. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. it's living so out your faith. So you're in ministry, you're pastor, yeah, busy I, mom. How do you do it? I think it's kind of what you were saying. There is a temptation there. Maybe you both said this, but there's a temptation there being around ministry so much to just grow complacent. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a, a thing you have to fight mm -hmm. against on the regular. So yes, I'm a very, it's all I think so much of, of it is our hardwiring, the way that God has created us. But for me, I'm very much, I love rhythms. I love uh, having spiritual practices, which are kind of a thing, you know, a lot of mm -hmm. people are studying them and doing them now, but I do, I have a rule of life. And I, I try my very best not to live by rules, 
but to they're they're for me just a, a grid by which I try to in my very best way I can mm. live out my faith. So it's things like I say that I want to you know be a great wife and mom to my kids, and I want to disciple my children to know Jesus. So what does that look like? Well, on a very practical level, it means for me being around a whole lot yeah. and taking time and reading and telling them stories mm -hmm. and having dinner together every night. There are no no interruptions like that is just a thing. So those are very practical things, that, but those are just like rhythms that we have in mm -hmm. place in our home that for us are living out our faith right now in front of our kids. Uh, this past Sunday, our oldest son is 17 and he wanted to go golfing with some friends. And the tea time was, you know, nine in the morning. And we said, oh, sorry, it's church. And he was like, what? Are you saying I have to go to church every Sunday? We're like, this is our rhythm. Yes, this is what we do. You can go yeah. at two o'clock. But and we know it's not a big thing, and the temptation was so strong there. And not and I, listen, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that it's mm -hmm. bad to play golf yeah. on a Sunday morning. That's, but it was more in the moment. It was a teachable moment for us to go. This is how we live out our faith. This yeah. is what this is who we are mm -hmm. as a family, and this is what we're gonna do. Mm -hmm. And you'll you'll be 18 soon enough. Yeah, and so. then you're an adult. And you'll have to decide <laughs> you, yeah. if you're gonna do nine and or two. Yeah, right. And you'll, and yeah. you'll decide, and mm -hmm. and that's okay. So that's that's, that's good. you know there's ways yeah. that we do this. I like okay. that. There's some rhythms. Okay. So yeah. before we we close this awesome series. I would actually just love to know what is your hope for the women who joined us for this these four weeks? Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, that's, you know, I think one of the things, you know, like I've said before is that I've always loved the scriptures. I've always loved getting to know Jesus, you know, by reading and then by listening and learning and then by talking with people. And so I hope that the women and men and men of all ages who have joined us uh, have more curiosity. Keep mm. going. Don't stop I at Philippians. That. Keep going. Yep. Uh, read more. Ask the questions. Don't be afraid. Uh, I think, you know, maybe, and I'm hoping that this will spur women on to say, we need to get a group of women together, three or four, really simple. Yep. And let's gather and do our own study and let's read through and, and ask questions about how we're doing it. I think that's my hope that women will do that. And I think, as well, I think, I hope, my hope is, is that after reading and being a part of our conversation, that they will know that they are loved, mm. that they matter, that uh, they can be confident, that, you know, generosity is about joy as well. Like all the things that we talked about, I hope that they will apply it mm. yeah. and they will know by applying it that it's a rich life. Yeah, it's a full true. life. It's a beautiful life, not without hardships, but there's something there. And so mm. that's my hope. There's yeah, a lot. I've been praying a lot about this, yes. but that's my hope in doing this and having you join, that's beautiful. you know, um, both of you here. Mm -hmm. It's been a joy. It really oh, has been such a pleasure so to funny. have you have you both here. Oh, thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank mm -hmm. you. It's been a, a pleasure you, to be mm -hmm. here. Well, I'll part of what Melinda said. The very first thing that came to my mind is I hope that women will go, oh, I can do this too. Yes. I can gather mm -hmm. a group of my friends and we can we can go through the scripture we can read a passage we can talk about it we can apply it we can challenge each other and we can grow deeper in community together mm -hmm. because in the end god calls us to this beautiful relationship with him and a mirror of that relationship is the relationship that we have with others that share our faith mm -hmm. and so it would be my prayer that that would be 
just the impetus that women need to go mm -hmm. for it and mm -hmm. pick up the phone or send an email or a text and go, let's get together and do this. Yeah. Yes, that's so And beautiful. what about for you, Alita, as we finish off? You know, I, I'm going to answer very similarly, but it, this is so tender to me because when I was 25, I was invited to a friend's it's a very similar thing. Just let's open our Bibles together and study the Word together. And that was when I, I left that two-hour morning. I will never forget it. Mm -hmm. And I was wrecked in the best way. I just didn't know that Scripture could leap off the page. And that wow. began just the greatest... Uh, I don't know if it's the right... Uh, just a, a, a deep, deep love for Scripture that completely actually changed the trajectory of my life. And yeah. I'm so grateful for my girlfriend who invited me. That's and right, that's, girlfriends invite. So that's, that's right, what I right? hope, like yeah. if there's one, or just, I, mm -hmm. I would love that to be the stories that you begin to hear is that people fell in love with the study of scripture. And like James says, also that they would not just be hearers of the word, but doers, doers of, of the word. word. Well, it was worth coming to Vancouver. <laughs> Hang out with you both to go through the scriptures. I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And to you, our viewer and listener, if you missed any of the episodes or the chapters, you can find it all on our See Her Love YouTube channel. And I hope that as you have learned about living in community, living a generous life, living a life of confidence, and living out your faith, that you are inspired and motivated to apply those things today. Don't wait, today. And as you do, know, know this truth that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Thanks for joining us, and so long from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. Thank you for listening to See, Here, Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. Stay connected with our daily posts and stories on Instagram or Facebook at See, Here, Love, or join our newsletter at www.seeherelove.com.